Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode where we are going to talk about how to love your home when you don't necessarily like it. Okay, and I, I'm going to start off with a lot of story time because I think it's important to understand that um, I don't ever tell you guys things that I don't believe in or do myself or have experienced myself or, you know, I'm not going to ask you guys to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. Um, and so I want to tell you guys kind of my history and living in houses that I don't necessarily like, right? But I find ways to love them anyway. So for the past seven or eight years or something about, it's been a long time, 2012, my family and I have moved at least once a year, every year for the last eight years, sometimes more. Um, and we have lived in all kinds of houses, right? And we've lived in all different places, Alaska to Florida, to Idaho, to Southern California, now to the Midwest. And we've had lots of different houses, lots of different sizes, everything from 3000 square foot houses down to a 27 by eight foot RV. And I feel like I've had a lot of experience in this arena and I can tell you guys about it, right? Because one of the things that I had to learn so that I didn't feel like a miserable person is how to love my house and my home when I don't necessarily like a lot of it, all of it, any of it, right? Um, so just let's talk about the RV because this is the one that sticks out to me the most and it was the most intense. And um, a lot of times people are like, I want to go live in an RV. I want to do a tiny home, right? And, and I will be the first to say that I think HGTV has ruined people for this and gives them a false hope. Not to say that it can't be wonderful and great and beautiful and simple, but it does take a lot of work and effort and money even to make it work, right? To, to get a place that's functional on land that works so that you're not living on a campsite and you have access to things like water so that you can bathe your kids, which was an issue for us um, because we, we had to use campground showers and walking across the entire campsite to bathe the kids or do the laundry was just, it wasn't fun, right? Like I, I am a pretty modern person who loves simplicity, but I don't like that kind of simplicity. Nothing about that was simple. Um, and then inside of the home, inside of the RV, it was really old. It did not have a good layout. It was not enjoyable. We had a St. Bernard, three kids, two adults. My husband was working a regular job and I did not like anything about that RV. I did not like that the water pipes froze in the middle of winter and I had to cook using bottled water, right? Like I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I found ways to love it, right? Like my family and I, learned a whole lot through that experience. Number one, we don't want to live in a tiny home, right? Number two, that we can make hard decisions for the long term because the reason that we chose to live in the RV was not because we wanted to live in the RV, but because we wanted to meet our goals 
our business goals and our financial goals faster. So we made a short-term sacrifice for a long-term goal, right? And so that made me love that house. I didn't like it when I was in it, but I kept telling myself like, this is, we're doing this for a reason. We're doing this for our family. Um, now, we've had other houses that we don't necessarily like, right? Um, it, you know, I, I tell you guys all of the time, like, I don't like to fold clothes and put them in dressers. I prefer to hang them in a closet. We've had houses that don't have closets and I did not like it at all, but I still found ways to love the house, right? That house that didn't have closets, right? Like I could focus on how much I hated that it didn't have closets, but it had a pool, right? <laughs> and that was in Florida. So it had no closets, but it had a pool, but it also had a giant hole in the ceiling. So every time it rained, which happens a lot in Florida, it also rained inside. I didn't like that, right? Now, I wanna share that story with you because I think it's important to know that the reason that you love a house or a home is not because of the stuff in it, right? I didn't love that house because it had a pool. I did not love that house because it didn't have closets, right? Um, I just, I, in general, I just don't like the house, right? I didn't like the layout. I didn't like the new closets. I didn't like the style of it, um, but I still loved it. And I'm going to talk about how I find ways to love my house here at the end, but I want to tell you guys these stories, right? Then we had a house in Idaho um, that I was pregnant with Kaylee in that had no AC. And Idaho gets pretty hot in the summer and I was very pregnant in the summer and it did not have AC. I'm not saying that like the AC unit was broken. The house was not set up to have AC and it was insane. I don't know why that was a thing um, because it's not like Idaho. It's a, it's a dry desert or high desert. So why didn't that house have AC? I don't know. I did not like that. But um, that was the house that we moved into after we moved out of the RV. So I loved that house because it represented like we made some hard decisions and we decided to set, you know, crush our business goals first so that it could sustain our life. And now we have this house. So I loved that house for that. I loved the yard. I loved the location. I loved all of these things about it. And I chose to focus on those things because if I didn't, the only other thing that I could focus on was the fact that I was super pregnant and sitting in a bathtub of cold water because I was so hot. <laughs> right. Um, so I didn't love that house and the house that we're in right now, like there's a lot of things that I don't love about it. It has, it was built in like 1983 and hasn't been updated since and it's falling apart. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that, but I love this house because we're in it. We're in it and we wanted to be here. Like we wanted to move here. We wanted to live in this location. We wanted to live in this particular town. We wanted to live near these particular schools and places. So I love that house. I love this house for it, right? Despite all of the stuff in it. Um, so I do want to tell you guys too, that the house in Idaho where I started Motherhood Simplified was my favorite house ever. It had these dark kitchen cabinets and this really pretty blue, like robin egg blue walls and not colors I would ever pick, but I loved that house so much. I loved every single thing about that house inside of it, but I was just as happy inside of that dream house aesthetically as I was in all of these other houses that I don't necessarily like. I was just as happy in that house. And I tell you that because you can be just as happy or you can be just as unhappy 
in any house, regardless of what's inside of it, regardless of when it was updated, regardless of anything. I was just as happy in the RV as I was in that perfect, you know, ideal house um, at the time. So I want to tell you guys that, and then I'm going to pause real quick to go get Tara, who's running away. Don't think that your happiness is going to happen when you have the perfect house, right? Because you can hate your life and everything about it in your dream home. It has nothing to do with the house. Now, that's not to say to settle, right? It's not to say don't pursue what you want. Don't give up on getting your dream home. Don't do that at all. But don't think that it's the means to your happiness. Don't think it's going to be the thing that makes you love your life because it's not. You're going to love your life and you're going to love your home because you choose to love your life and you choose to love your home. Okay. Um, now let's talk about like, how do you actually do that? Because hopefully you guys have, have seen the picture painted that I've lived in a lot of places that I haven't liked that aren't necessarily my style. And if you guys were listening to the live on, um, on Facebook and you heard all of my, my talk about like astrology and being like a, a Virgo and having my Mercury in Virgo, I have a ton of Libra energy in me and my Venus is in Libra, right? Okay. If you guys want to geek out in astrology, just send me a message because I am feeling it right now. But anyway, my Venus is in Libra and I have a ton of Libra all over my chart. It's my midheaven, which means that's what I aspire to be. And Libra is all about like beauty and aesthetics and art and, and simplicity and, you know, visually beautiful. And so it goes against my nature to live in a place that doesn't match that. And I understand that. And I do strive for that. And I do want that in the long term. but I'm not miserable in the meantime, right? While I'm looking to achieve that. Um, so let's catch up on the comments. Emily says, I wonder all the time if I should have loved the one bedroom apartment if it were decluttered. Yes. Okay, so on that note real quick, before we move on to the how do you actually love your house? Um, I think back to my house, the two houses that we had in Alaska. One of them was a brand new house with brand new carpet, brand new paint, brand new kitchen countertops, beautiful bathrooms, and I didn't like that house. And looking back, that house was awesome. The setup was awesome. It was beautiful on the inside. It had a great layout, but I did not enjoy that house because we had so much clutter and it was overwhelming, right? And so I do think back on that of like, if I had decluttered, would I have appreciated that house more? I think I would have, <laughs> right? Um, but, and, and, I, and I think back on that and I just didn't love my home in the way that it needed to be loved. And um, yes, hey, hi, um, So let's talk about how to actually love your home. So this, okay, and I need to tell you guys this too. I'm so worried today, sorry, and Tara is being loud. So I might be here <laughs> I did not decide to change my mindset about my house on my own. It was a combination of, um, it was a combination of watching my husband work really hard for our family and feeling bad, to be honest, about being ungrateful for all of the work that he did to provide us a home, right? 
and feeling ungrateful for all of that hard work. And I, I did the hard work too, right? Like I work and I do things and I raise family and I've had jobs outside of the home and all this stuff to help us have that. But it felt like such a slap in the face to both of us as parents and as humans to work so hard to have a home and then come home every day and be like, I hate this house. This house does not look how I want it to look. Um, so that's one of the things that kind of shifted my mindset about this. And it was after conversations with my husband of him being like, can you just give me a break, please? <laughs> like, I know that you want to buy a house and I know that you want it to be this and that and all these things. And I'm doing everything that I can. Like, can you just please give me a break? Right. And I was like, oh crap, like, he's right. So I had to figure out ways to love my home, even though I didn't necessarily like it. The emotional impact of our feelings and where we place them is huge. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly, Raylene. Um, and however we're feeling about it is going to be felt in our home, right? Um, we're talking about like energy and stuff like that. Energy gets stuck inside of your home. So I know I've said it like three times already in this episode, but let's talk about the how. But I think the mindset is, is really the biggest part, right? So every time we move into a house, we started off by... Actually, no, let's start off with the ending. So every time we leave a house, we deep clean it, right? And I don't hire a company to deep, deep clean the house. We deep clean it and we go through and we like wipe down all of the railings and all of the windows and all of the ledges and all of the things um, and get it ready for the next family. Because houses are just places for families, right? That's all they are. So we get it ready for the next family. And every, you know how on that ending scene, I've never actually seen the ending scene of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I've seen the meme where he's standing in the room alone and like talking about all of the things that have happened for him in that space. That's basically what we do. And I literally am like, thank you house for keeping my family here, right? And you're gonna love the next family that's here. And it sounds weird and I know it is probably super weird, but that's what we do. Every time we leave a house, we deep clean it as if we were moving in just as a form of like appreciation and gratitude for letting us be in that house. Okay. And I think it, it comes back to us. Right? I hope that it comes back to us. Okay. Now we also do the same thing when we move in. We deep clean everything. Like we go through and like wipe down, you know how some closets have like the wire shelving inside of there. Like we wipe all of those down, we get a toothbrush, we do the windows, the doors, the light switches, like deep clean it all. <laughs> hey Nicole, it's okay. Um, deep clean it all to, to make space for us to be in there, right? And it's just like clearing out whatever was there before, whatever happened there before, whoever was there before, and letting it be our own. Hang on, baby, you can come over here. Um, so we do that and that's just one of the things that we do. And my husband is always like, why don't we just hire somebody to do this? And for me, it's a literal act of loving our house. Kaylee, oh, oh my gosh, hold on. That is, it's an, it's a, like a literal act of loving our house and ready for us. So that's one way. <laughs> um, now, the next thing that we do. So we deep clean it and we get it ready. Now, the next thing that I do to actually love my house 
is set it up for functionality and practicality so that it works for me because there's nothing that makes me dislike a house more than chaos. That's just my, for me personally, right? Like I, one of the first things that we do is like figure out the stations of like, okay, where do shoes go? Where do toys go? Where, you know, who has the closets and what stuff? Um, (laughs) um, Where is everything going? Where are the dishes going to go? And I set it up for functionality and practicality because that's one of the things that makes it easier for me to like a house. And I'm, that's not to say that it's always easy or perfect, right? Like I've had houses that just don't have closets. And for me, that's really difficult because I suck at folding clothes. Um, so I, I set it up as much as I possibly can for functionality and practicality so that I can like it a little easier. Um, now, the next thing that I do is, and, and this is important when it comes to clutter, is that I don't buy decor or trinkets or things like that. And this is why, because for me, a lot of times it's like putting a bandaid on a bullet wound, right? Like the issue isn't that I don't have stuff in my house that I like, it's that I just don't like the way that the house is designed, right? So putting things on the wall doesn't make me feel better about it. Now, the other factor to consider in this is that we move a lot. So decor, and things like that don't necessarily translate from one house to the other, right? So I just don't buy those kinds of things. I don't buy, you know, really big extravagant wall art. And I plan to when we buy our forever home, but when we're living in rentals and moving all of the time, the way that I use decor in my home is by spending a little bit more on staple pieces like bed frames and you know, kitchen tables and couches and toy shelves. I'll spend a little bit more on those things rather than you know some, some generic wall hanging. Excuse me while she rips off my shirt, but she really honestly guys like I'm pretty sure I'm bleeding. If you guys are listening on the podcast, Tara and my my toddler are going at it. She bit me so hard. I'm pretty sure my nip is bleeding. Okay. And I'm trying to pretend like it's not. Um, But I don't buy those kinds of decor. I work with the house as much as I can. And to be honest, when you leave those parts of your house bare and exposed a little bit more, they look nicer than if you're trying to put a Band-Aid on it, right? Think of it like makeup. If you just put like all of this stuff like blue eyeshadow and bright pink lips and, and huge blush all over your face. Like you're going to look a little bit like a crazy person, right? Like a, like, like a clown. And if you do that in your home with decor, it ends up feeling the same to me. Um, to be honest, it just feels the same to me of like, I'm just trying to mask it. I'm trying to hide how much I don't like this house and it doesn't work. Okay. So that's not to say don't get decor and don't find things to make it pretty, but don't use it as a way to like mask the fact that you don't like the house that you're in, or you don't like these things about the house that you're in. Um, Hey, what is your deal? Can you get your life together? (laughs) Um, so I'll do things like buy nice towels, right? Um, nicer towels. But don't think that buying a whole bunch of decor 
is going to make you like your house. It's going to waste your money and then you're going to end up with a bunch of clutter. Okay. Um, now the final thing that I do is vision the dream house that I do want in the future for when we do buy our dream house. What do I want that to look like? What kind of architecture do I want to have? Because I think that it's really important to remember that just because you don't like the house that you're in right now, or you're living in right now doesn't mean that you're going to be there forever or that you're stuck there forever, right? You can totally want to have a nice house. You can totally want to have a dream house. I think that's super important to remember because there's a difference between settling for what you want and making the most of what you have, right? Make the most of what you have and continue to pursue what you actually want. Hey, oh my God. So everybody on the podcast, that's it for this episode. Tara is going crazy, but I am going to hang out and talk to you guys on the Facebook live for a little bit longer and I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.